You are tuned to the Nachum Siegel Network on jmandtheam.org and nachumsiegel.com. Stay tuned for JM Sunday with Matis Weingast. I'm 
Good morning. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to another great edition of JM Sunday here on the Nachum Siegel Network, NachumSiegel.com, JM and the AM.org. My name is Matis Weingast, and I'm here with you for the next two hours, bringing you great Jewish music, a uh, nice interview, uh, news from Israel, and uh, whatever else comes our way. It is cold outside here in the Northeast. Uh, everybody's been digging out from the snowstorm that we had over Shabbos. It's 19 degrees right now outside. It's going up to a high of a really hot 36 degrees today. So it's uh, not even going to double the current temperature. A lot of roads are still closed. Uh, by and large, in New York, New Jersey area, New York City and uh, northeastern New Jersey are pretty good. A lot of plowing here in uh, in my neck of the woods and uh, in New York City, but certain areas like the Long Island uh, Expressway, I believe, is going to be closed the full length uh, starting shortly so that snow removal can take place from the entire length of that roadway. A lot of snow, uh, anywhere from a low of about uh, two inches in some places, but uh, more on the average of around uh, 10 to 12 inches. And uh, we're digging out of that, so... We'll keep you warm here for the next couple of hours and all day long on the stream on jmtheam.org, nachamsegel.com. Today is the 10th day in the month of February 2013 and the 30th day in the month of Shvat, 5773. And that means two things. Number one, it means that today is Rosh Chodesh Adar, the first day of Rosh Chodesh Adar. And it also means that two weeks from today is going to be the holiday of Purim coming up two weeks from this very day, the uh, 24th of February and the 14th of Adar. So uh, we'll see what kind of programming we're going to have on Purim. Not sure yet. We'll keep you posted. Uh, go to our Facebook page, JM Sunday. Like us there, and uh, we'll get you all the information that we can over to you. What better way to start off a Rosh Chodesh morning than with Mayor Sherman and Yehia Chodesh on JM Sunday? <laughs>
Thank you. This next song is the title track of my latest album, Vishay Israel. Everybody, help me clap. Let's go. Come on, everybody. You ready? Yeah. 
Thank you very much. I'll see you all later. JM Sunday is brought to you by Adorama. More than a camera store, the official electronics retailer of the Nachum Siegel Network. Let's see, Adoram is located at, yep, there they are, 42 West 18th Street in New York City, 1-800-223-2500. They're there for all your camera, audiovisual equipment, electronics, portable entertainment, iPods and iPad needs, and much more. Adorama, imaging and beyond since 1975, official sponsor of the Nachum Siegel Network. Again, 1-800-223-2500. It is... 7.21 in the morning, Eastern Time, here on a JM Sunday. Matis Weingast with you, coming up at 7.30. Rabbi Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk, followed by the News from Israel. And then at 8 o'clock, we're going to uh, be joined by an artist from Israel. His name is Yom Tov. Currently, he is exhibiting in Los Angeles, California. He'll be making the rounds to the East Coast uh, in the coming weeks. And uh, we'll talk to him a little bit about his work and uh, what he does. In the meantime, it is a Rosh Chodesh morning. We're trying to get some fast music going and Lebedic music and time for Adar. Today is the 30th day in the month of Shvat, which means that it is the first day of uh, Rosh Chodesh Adar. And uh, we're going to go back to the music because uh, that's what I want to do. <laughs> Here's Baruch Levine with the Sheibana on JM Sunday.
Mitzvah Gedola from the Miracles album by Shlomo Simcha. Before that, Shi Banef from Baruch Levine. We heard the uh, Yishe from uh, from the uh, Yeshiva Boys Choir. That's right, that one. And Vachol uh, Banayach, Mendy Jerufi. Uh, Mayor Sherman started us off on the song segment with Yehi HaChodesh. Very fitting for this Sunday morning. Matas Weingast with you on a JM Sunday, Rosh Chodesh Adar. 30th day in the month of Shvat, which means it's the first day in the uh, in the holiday of Rosh Chodesh Adar, today and tomorrow. And that means that Purim is two weeks away. Two weeks from today, the holiday of Purim. We'll be talking about that next week. We'll let you know if we're going to do any special programming. I think we're going to try to do something for Purim. We don't know yet. It's 19 degrees here on the east coast, northeast of the United States, going to a high of 36 degrees. Everybody's digging out of the uh, snowstorm that we had over the weekend. It's going to be sunny today, but like I said, it's not going to get uh, very warm. A little bit uh, warmer, enough that you can clean off your cars maybe without too much trouble because it'll get a little hotter if you leave the um, if you leave your cars in the sun for a bit. It is 7.30 in the morning, actually it's 7.31 in the morning, and uh, at this time each and every Sunday through Thursday, we present to you Rabbi David Goldwasser, his words Here is Rabbi Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. Good morning. It says in the Talmud, Adar, when the month of Adar arrives, Marben Bisimcha, we increase our joy. A question that immediately arises is that it should say, Adar, when the month of Adar arrives, Tzrichim Lismoyach, we should rejoice. The Talmud tells us, however, that she'en shechina shayra loy mitoch the shechina does not dwell amid sadness. This instructs us that a Jew has to be besimcha, happy, the entire year. In addition, during the month of Adar, we increase that simcha even more. The Oitzim Agoliah says we have to be happier during this month than all the rest of the months of the year. The Rambam discusses the meaning of Simcha at the end of Hilchas Yom Tov. From the words of the Rambam, it's clear that a person should strive for the Simcha, the happiness of doing a mitzvah, and the love of Hashem. The Rambam terms this an Avodah a huge undertaking. The connection between Ava and Simcha is that it brings together two separate entities. Therefore, when a Jew experiences true Simcha, he is aware of a closeness to Hashem. When talking about Simcha, our Svarim tell us two terms, Ava and Nedivus. The Svasemis elucidates this point and says that the Simcha of Chodesh Adar is inherent in the declaration that was made concerning Shkolim and the needs for the Korbanus of the Mikdash. The fact that there was a special inspiration regarding the Shkalim, specifically at this time, serves as the gateway to the Simcha of the month. Like it says in the Megillah, and the month which had been turned about for them from sorrow to gladness. The Yalkut Avram cites that we are Noeg, we are accustomed to hang a sign on the wall, when the month of Adar arrives, we increase our joy. In this connection, the Minchas Eloza cites the Talmud, when the month of Av comes in, we decrease our joy, 
So too, when the month of Adar arrives, we increase our joy. The Minchas Alosa tells us that in truth, it's always important to be besimcha, to be happy. So why does it say, We decrease our joy. The answer is that when Adar comes in, we increase the essence of holiness in the entire world with simcha. When Av comes in, we decrease the essence of impurity and unholiness also by being happy. Here we are given the guidelines for what happiness is supposed to accomplish. It is not only an end in itself, but rather it's a conduit through which one is enabled to attain a higher level in this world. May all of Klal Yisrael be zaycha, to have a joyous other in a joyous year. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser, bringing you morning chizik. Have a nice day.
that was uh, music by Avishai Rosen with um, with Alfei uh, Yeladim from uh, a single of his. It is uh, 7.38 in the morning here on a JM Sunday. I was just talking to Hannah Julian. She was telling me about some of the residents, the interesting residents uh, in her neck of the woods in Israel. Good morning, Hannah. How are you? Good morning. How are you? Good, good. Thank you for joining us on this Rosh Chodesh. Hannah Levy-Julian, a correspondent and an editor for the Israel National News in the English Division, is our correspondent from Israel on JM Sunday. Let's us know every week what's going on in the state of Israel. Now that uh, all of the uh, Knesset members uh, signed in, so to speak, and they all pledged their allegiance, uh, did you get a chance to watch the ceremony on, uh, on what was it, Tuesday when they uh, were all sworn in? Uh, actually, I was, to tell you the truth, I was out running around. Ah, boy, okay. <laughs> I saw like it. About mo- like, like most of the Israelis who are busy ignoring this. <laughs> I, I, I watched it, and uh, and all of the, uh, you know, after the pomp and circumstance, after the singing, uh, after the speeches that went on and on and on, and I, I am not very fluent in Hebrew, so for me it was especially on and on, but but uh, I did get the gist of some of it, and uh, it's, it's great that there were so many new uh, people in the Knesset, because I guess they wouldn't dare fall asleep during a speech on the first day, so they were wide awake, and we saw... Uh, a number of people who were being sworn in, brand new, and then they each got up and, and stood up and uh, and uh, made a l'chaim. No, not exactly. They, uh, <laughs> Do you have any idea how much coffee was in that? I'm l'chaim? sure. I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure. I, I think during during like the the president's speech, a couple of people went and got up to to get some coffee and bring it back. And I was surprised also, but it's Israel. I shouldn't be. And you know, it's 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 great. Uh, you'd think that everybody would be dressed like in the absolute finest garb and most of the 120 members were. But occasionally there were a couple of people just in like, you know, an open shirt and just, you know, hanging out there. Right. <laughs> but that's, uh, that's what you gotta love, right? <laughs> you gotta love that. Uh, so you have a new government there. What's new in Israel this week? Oh, let's see. What's, what's going on here? First of all, uh, the Prime Minister, um, opened the cabinet meeting with the big news, the big, big, big news of the week for us. And that is that uh, U.S. President Barack Obama is at last, at last, planning to come and visit the state of Israel. Um, Word has it that he's actually coming here because he wants to find a way to keep Israel from attacking Iran. That's the scuttlebutt, anyway. Um, That's not what... Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu said in his opening remarks at the weekly Sunday morning cabinet meeting, of course, what he said was, I welcome President Obama's intention to visit Israel. Uh, He stated the visit was very important and would emphasize the strong alliance between Israel and the United States. He said, I think the importance of the alliance stands out even more given what is happening right now in the light of the great revolutions and the earthquakes taking place around us throughout the Middle East, from the Atlantic Ocean and the North Africa and eastwards to Iran. He did get Iran in there. (laughs) The president and I have discussed this visit, he said. We agreed that we will discuss three main subjects. He gave the agenda. Iran's arming itself, 
Iran's attempt to arm itself with nuclear weapons, and the unstable situation in Syria and its consequences for the security of the region, and of course for Israel and the U.S., and efforts to advance the peace process between Israel and the Palestinians. Those are the main issues that are going to come up between uh, Barack Obama and Benjamin Netanyahu, who is, everyone knows are not exactly the best of friends. Uh, these issues and others that will come up are weighty concerns, the Prime Minister said, and require the most serious considerations on Israel's part. He also uh, made a point of underscoring once again the necessity of pulling together a broad coalition. He said, I also believe that it requires as broad a national unity as possible, the harnessing of all forces in the state of Israel. This is the nature of our efforts at this time to form a government. That is his number one main goal right now not to alienate anyone and to make sure he can get as many different parties into that coalition as possible, especially before the president arrives in Israel. That's a tall order, given the issue of uh, enlistment of uh, Haredi uh, men into the army, this business of the equal sharing of the burden, which is Israeli uh, slang for... Uh, draft, military draft. It seems that the two major uh, religious parties are in pretty much agreement and met almost forming a uh, unity block there themselves and putting aside any other uh, smaller differences they may have and have come out very strongly in favor of, um, of, of locking, you know, blocking anything regarding a, a draft. Do you think that ultimately there will be some type of uh, recognition of the importance for some type of national service or whatever it may be in order to be able to join the government? I think you will see that. Um, I have to tell you that in United Torah Judaism, you have the Ger Hasidim, and as it happens, you do have Ger Hasidim in the Netzach Yehuda military unit. Um, the Ger Hasidim are very practical people, and they understand the um, the impracticality of having a yeshiva bacher sit on uh, a bench in the yeshiva if he's not learning. Not only is it impractical, but it's also um, not productive. It causes trouble for the, for the boy, and it causes trouble for the yeshiva, and it's better if he's busy doing something that's going to give him a future. Boys like that are very, very quietly sent to a Haredi religious unit within the IDF. Do you think that there's a possibility that one or more of the particular groups within United Torah Judaism or Shas, uh, such as you mentioned, Ger, might step up and send more people and some of the other groups might not, so that there is a, uh, a quantity of, go of people going, but you know some groups that are really against it will be able to stay away, and others that are slightly more willing to go will send greater numbers. So overall, the numbers will increase, but not necessarily from one particular faction. I think what may end up happening is um, one 
group may convince the other of the sanity of sending a boy who can't learn or who has great struggles and difficulty with learning, they may come to see the common sense of sending them to such a unit. But I have to tell you, it has to be from both sides. We have a problem here in Israel with the with the uh, the command structure at the top of the army as well. There has been some bad blood in the last two years with uh, with the command, the the upper echelons of the command, and between them and the rabbinut, because the top command does not always keep its word with regard to how they will handle issues with the religious units. Mm-hmm. Well, they I guess promises and they don't always keep them. Right, I guess and if that's they're a very big problem. Right, I guess if they're going into uh into combat units or more uh, you know less of the national service units and more combative units, if you will, uh the training has to be there and it it probably does cause some some issues in terms of how they're how they're treated. They can't all go in as uh, as chaplains. It's, no, that's not the issue. The issue is you cannot put you can't put uh, a Hasidic boy into a combat unit and have him taking orders from a woman, plain and simple. Right. You cannot have a woman telling a guy, "Get down and give me fifteen push-ups. Do it now. Get down on the ground and put him in a compromising position." Right. And having a woman standing over him and he's staring up at her body. Right. It doesn't and, go. And that's that's the reality but that they have it. to deal with. But they have done it even though they've promised not to. Right. There are some commanders who have biases and they will dafka do it even though they've been ordered not to and even though they've agreed not to, they'll break their agreements and because of the command structure there's nothing that can be done to fight it. And when you have that breach of trust, None of the rabbis then believe anything that's said in subsequent agreements, and therefore they refuse to then send any men whatsoever to the draft. Sure, so it is still a hot-button issue, and uh, it does sound like, uh, as you said, it's an element of trust, and if that trust were somehow uh, bolstered and worked out, perhaps there would be uh, some uh, some type of agreement that could be worked out. It's a JM Sunday, uh, 7.49 in the morning. Here on Arosh Kodesh Adar, Hannah Levi-Julian is joining us with the news from Israel. Purim is in two weeks. What uh, what do you have planned for Purim in Israel there? <laughs> you, think it, you think it'll be well, a, a fun time? Here. <laughs> it'll, be a, it'll be a fun time with the government being formed. Do you think there'll be a government before Purim, or it's going to wait till before Pesach? No comment. <laughs> Very good. And, and when is the president actually supposed to arrive? What was that... Uh, Scheduled date? I, I don't think they've. I don't think they've given given us a firm date. Uh huh. Sometimes they've given us a firm date, uh, partly because of security. I'll tell you the well, truth. Of course, of course. And the rumor here is, by the way, uh, there are a couple of things. The general media here sees it as uh, a trip to mend fences, uh, and that uh, that Barack Obama, President Obama, is going there to help mend fences. Certainly, uh, as you said, it's been a, a difficult relationship over the last few years, but. Um, the two uh, the two leaders have met numerous times here in the United States over the past four years. This is the first time that uh, President Obama is going to be going to Israel as president, and it's also a rumored that he'll be visiting the West Bank. I 
don't think he'll be going to Gaza, but uh, they do say that the West Bank is most likely in the itinerary also. So, I'm, I'm sure it will be. I'm, I'm wondering which door the Prime Minister plans to uh, escort him to when he leaves his office. <laughs> well, uh, I, I predict that there's going to be a, uh, a three-way meeting when uh, when he visits uh, between uh, Prime Minister Netanyahu and uh, Abbas and the uh, president. So we'll see what happens you're, with you're that. You're probably right. You know what I would like to see? I would like to see Obama broker a meeting between Netanyahu and Erdogan from Turkey. Hmm. Never know. You never know. Hannah, thank you for joining us this morning on JM Sunday. We look forward to hearing more of the news from Israel next week as we head to the holiday of Purim. Thank you, and have a great week. My pleasure, and you also. Good Chodesh. Thank you very much. Good Chodesh to you. It is the first day of Rosh Chodesh Adar, the 30th day in the month of Shvat, but Rosh Chodesh Adar, and that means tomorrow is also Rosh Chodesh Adar, as we head towards the holiday of Purim here on JM Sunday. 7.51 in the morning. Let's go back to the music. Here is uh, Sandy Shmueli with Sim Shalom.
Coming up at 8 o'clock here on JM Sunday, just a few seconds before 8. Wanted to remind you that JM Sunday is brought to you by Adorama, more than a camera store, the official electronics retailer of the Nachum Siegel Network. They have cameras, iPods, iPads, audiovisual equipment, electronics, portable entertainment, much, much more. Give them a call at 1-800-223-2500. They're located at 42 West 18th Street in New York City. Adorama Imaging and Beyond, since 1975, the official sponsor of the Nachum Siegel Network. It's Sunday morning. Uh, it is a Rosh Chodesh Adar, which uh, means that it's the 30th of Shvat, but it's the first day of Rosh Chodesh Adar. It's the 10th day in the month of February 2013, and uh, in the Jewish year 5773. I hope you all had a good Shabbos, and uh, for those who in the northeast uh, United States area, like I am. I uh, hope you're all dug out of the major snowstorm that we had. But don't worry, spring is coming soon. In fact, uh, two weeks from today is Purim. So uh, we look forward to that. And uh, we hope to have a very interesting uh, special Purim show. We're not exactly sure what we're going to do yet. We're working on it. And uh, we will let you know Next week, I guess, uh, what that'll be about, we'll certainly let you know on our Facebook page. You can go to our Facebook page, JM Sunday, and uh, you can like us there and you'll get all the information. Uh, if you want to send me an email, you're welcome to do that also. Matis at NachumSiegel.com, M-A-T-T-E-S at NachumSiegel.com. My guest this morning is an artist from Israel. And his name is Yom Tov. He goes by the name of Yom Tov, which is very fitting since we have Yom, Tov, Yom Tovim coming up very soon. And for the past week uh, through, I believe, tomorrow night, we'll find out in a second, he's been exhibiting his work in Los Angeles at uh, Pat's Restaurant, Glot Kosher Restaurant in Los Angeles on West Pico Boulevard. It is a pleasure to welcome Yom Tov to JM Sunday. Good morning, Yom Tov. Shalom Aleichem and Chodesh Tov Mevorach. I'm very glad to be in front of the important uh, public. It's my first opportunity to have an interview in uh, in the States. Thank you for joining us. Uh, Thank you for joining us this morning. Uh, To get right into the uh, works of art that you do, what would you say, I'm not an, an artist at all, I'm not an art connoisseur, although the works that I've seen of yours are beautiful. What would you say is, if I'm asking it correctly, your your style of uh, of painting or your motif, if, as it were? I I doing uh, Jewish art. It's a modern modern Judaica, and I I'm saying this is the romantic expre- expressionist uh, modern Judaica. We can say it like this. Uh-huh. Okay, and your themes that you uh, paint in, obviously the themes are from the depths of the Torah. Um, you have uh, uh, themes of, from the different uh, parts of the Torah, from Kohelet, from uh, Tehillim, from Bereshis, uh, Yerushalayim, uh, famous rabbis. What motivated you to get into that style and to uh, focus on those uh, concepts? Uh, I can tell you I very much changed my style when I came to Israel 20 years ago. I was uh, came from Moscow. And uh, when I meet my Rebbe in uh, in Yerushalayim, my Rebbe is uh, Mordechai Scheinberger. He's one of the founders of uh, 
he is the founder, the only founder of uh, now in these days very famous uh, Moshav in Galil. And uh, my it was changing my life, it was changing my my uh, my art. It was a very very big influence from my Rebbe and from my life in Jerusalem. And uh, mostly my I make uh, I making you know ongoing series, non-stop series. I focus on my my art mostly on um, on Torah subject, it's the creation, the long uh, long time series creation, and lately I make a two important series in Gracious and the Kohelet. Last year I have a big solo uh, show in Chal Shlomo in Jerusalem, and it's a large large size painting, very uh, deep. When you were younger, uh, before you came to Israel, were you also uh, into art? Did you did you study art? Did you uh, did you draw and paint uh, in Moscow also in in uh, in Russia? Yeah, I have a, I have artistic background. I both of my parents you you know very much in art. My my mother architect and my father writer and and and, uh, and artist. And I have a very very big influence. From my teacher in Ukraine, when we used to live in Ukraine, Nikolai, it's uh, South Ukraine, near Odessa, near Black Sea. I was studying in the studio of Roman Weinstock, one of the most important, you know, artists and uh, art teachers in uh, in the 70s. And uh, afterwards, I spent uh, <clears throat> maybe around 10 years in architectural design. I was studying architectural architecture in, uh, in Moscow uh -huh. and I write my PhD on urban design and uh, all these years I was also involved in the, in the art shows and uh, you know drawings and paintings and sculpture. You actually have a doctorate in architecture then? Yeah, I have a, actually I was 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 starting to father. I, I was uh, yeah, I came to Israel in '94 and till 2000 I was not looking to you know to leave the Israel but it was in Tifada. And it was uh, it was no business, so I started to to look, you know, the place to get a job. And I came first time into in New York in 2000, and I was looking for a job. And I get uh, you know uh, evaluation, so I get to the American papers. I have a double double uh, PhD on art and uh, in architecture. Wow, beautiful! Uh, Finally, I get a job. I go back to Israel, and I get married, and uh, Hashem, I have a kid. J.M. Sunday right now, uh, you're joining us um, here on a, on a Sunday Rosh Chodesh morning. Yom Tov, an artist from uh, Israel, is our, our guest this morning. Uh, so in uh, California, now right now you're in Los Angeles, so you've been exhibiting your works at Pat's Restaurant, which is a glot kosher restaurant for our listeners out there in California. They can go to 9233 West Pico Boulevard, uh, and uh, you'll be showing... Uh, today, Sunday, and uh, tomorrow is the end of the exhibition. Uh, is that right? And hopefully, maybe I have a chance to continue to be on display, so I not have a final, final agreement with uh, with the owner. It's a okay. Beautiful, beautiful, uh, beautiful, good friend of mine. His name uh, Errol Fine. He's, uh, he's one of the most popular, you know, Jewish sites and Jewish uh, restaurants in uh, in Los Angeles and uh, big. Give me the big hand, you know, to to have a show in his place. And sure. I appreciate, you know, in front of the public. And your showing there includes uh, your original oil paintings, uh, prints, and also watercolors, I believe. 
Right. I have some also, some some works of my father, some watercolors of my father, Jerusalem motifs and some landscapes and uh, some of my black and white drawings. I was in a few shows and important shows in, in the States. I was a few years ago, it was a big traveling show around the States with the binding of its cut. Mm-hmm. It was organized by Washington, D.C., you know, Kluznik Jewish Museum. And I was also in a few galleries in, uh, in Philadelphia, in, in Connecticut. Right. And uh, mostly private shows. And, and also, I was lately was involved in, in big shows in Las Vegas, in a big financial show in Las Vegas. Right now, in Las Vegas, uh, I saw, on, uh, and, and, and by the way, people could go to YouTube and they can see uh, some videos of your different uh, shows. You mentioned the one in Las Vegas. Uh, and I think that was called, um, you, you said that, that w- the exhibition was actually called Hidden Light, which, as you mentioned before, you are uh, from Or Haganuz, which is a moshav in the Upper Galilee in Israel. And uh, Or Haganuz means um, hidden light. So I, I am assuming that you uh, took the name of your show from that. It's tied in there. Right. It's, uh, I can tell you this is uh this is my best, my best friend, live in a beautiful place. It's maybe 20, 20 minutes walking distance from, uh, from Rabbi Shimon, from Harmeron. Beautiful, beautiful, you know, you know, Gan Eden, paradise area. And a lot of Dusha and a lot of, you know, big inspiration I have, you know, from, from this place, from Oregonus. This is a very interesting place. If somebody visiting Israel in Jerusalem and was planning to go to Tfar, they're supposed to, you know, come and take a look and take a have a, some, you know, right, and now, a beautiful time, have a beautiful, you know, you know, uh, winery. Yeah, there's a winery up there that people can go to and uh, and uh, purchase some wine, I believe, and, and taste the. They depend now very <laughs> Get you know, golden golden middle from a big international Italian wine show. They just get uh, you know recognition, and they have maybe. before that your Rebbe, Rabbi Mordechai Scheinberger, is the founder of uh, the Moshav, and it's a, it's a relatively small Moshav. There are a few hundred people that live there. Um, I imagine that it uh, one of the ways that it survives is through uh, the uh, the winery, and uh, they have, I believe, a matzah factory over there, um, sort, certainly, and tourism probably. So besides um, the winery, uh, there also, I believe, is a... Um, a matzah factory, and uh, there's also a college uh, there. Am I correct? Right. They have a very unique uh, institution. It's the name of the institution, Elima, and uh, this is the like special medical school. They 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 teaching their um, acupuncture and some non-traditional medicine and um, different different courses on I think in psychology and in different kind of therapy. And uh, this school uh, was was uh, founded by 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 one of the most uh, you know uh, one of the most important students of my Rebbe, Rav Yuval Ashrof. He's a very very famous like a rabbi who gave a lot of Torah classes around the country. And 
and he's also is important, uh, you know, very knowledgeable in the medical field. Excellent. Uh, it is uh, it is JM Sunday. Matas Weingast with you here on a Sunday morning uh, after having a snowstorm over Shabbos. But it's great to be here on a Rosh Chodesh morning. Uh, my guest is Yom Tov. He's an artist from Israel, from uh, Or Haganus, currently exhibiting a... Uh, I live in Yerushalayim. I, I oh, you live in Yerushalayim. Okay. And... Um, and uh, currently exhibiting his uh, works in uh, Los Angeles. Uh, he'll be traveling around, uh, doing some private showings uh, in the coming weeks. The best way to reach you would be uh, by your cell phone, correct? Uh, 732-543-6971. And we'll be posting that on our uh, on our Facebook page. If you want to get in touch with Yom Tov to find out about um, his uh, his works, uh, to purchase his works, uh, to uh, find out about uh, supporting the uh, the Or Haganuz Moshav, uh, and uh, and uh, seeing about getting a uh, an ex- exhibition possibly in your area when he's uh, in the states, give him a call. Seven three two five four three six nine seven one. Yom Tov, I want to. Yes. This phone is still working till till February 20, and I'm planning to be also in New York, in from 13 till 20. I'm doing show in Riverdale, so somebody will enjoy my show. Great. Contact me. Excellent. And we'll uh, we'll keep in touch, and we'll let people know how they can get in touch with you when you're uh, when you're back in Israel. I want to thank you very much for joining me this morning, Yom Tov. Uh, good luck with the rest of your exhibition in California and uh, wherever you'll be uh, in this area in the coming weeks and uh, and your uh, work that you do. Thank you again for joining us here on JM Sunday. Thank you very much, Mattis, and I wish you really pleasure, pleasure to be with you.
Melech here on JM Sunday. Matis Weingast with you, 8.22 in the morning Eastern time. It's a cold day in the northeast of the United States, 19 degrees, getting uh, just up to 36 degrees. That's the high expected for today. And it's sunny outside right now, so that's a good thing. The uh, Dafyomi is at uh, 130, Daf 130, so it's moving along. Pretty soon there's going to be another CM, and we hope to have one on JM Sunday. More about that in the coming month. And two weeks from today, Purim. So we're going to see what kind of uh, Purim schedule we have here on JM Sunday. We'll see what we're going to do, what uh, there is available to do, and what we want to do for you, our listeners from around the world. It is uh, time to remind you that JM Sunday is brought to you by Adorama, the official electronics retailer of the Nachum Siegel Network, 1-800-223-2500. Adorama, imaging and beyond since 1975. They're the official sponsor of the Nachum Siegel Network, and they have cameras, iPads, iPods, electronics, portable entertainment, you name it. They have it over there at 42 West 18th Street in New York City, Adorama, 1-800-223-2500. My thanks to Yom Tov, uh, the uh, Israeli artist who is currently exhibiting in California. He'll be there for a couple of days. Then he'll be heading to the East Coast. We'll try to let you know what he's doing over here. And uh, I'm going to be posting to Facebook page the link about the exhibition in California. So when you get up later on, <laughs> those who are listening later, or the rebroadcast tonight, and it'll be earlier, you can still head over to Pat's restaurant. And uh, yeah, what I mean, right? What I mean is that when people listen to the broadcast, the rebroadcast of JM Sunday, which takes place, excuse me, at midnight tonight Eastern Time, it'll be only nine o'clock in California, right? So they can go to Pat's restaurant when they hear it, run out, go see the works there, and uh, Catch a bite to eat at Pat's uh, Glot Kosher Restaurant. That's what I meant by that. So, yeah, thank you. I'm glad uh, I had a chance to explain that. It is uh, 8.24 in the morning. And, uh, yeah, so we'll be posting the information on our uh, Facebook page. Please go there to JM Sunday, our Facebook page. Like the page. We have an ambitious goal. We want to get up to as close as possible to 100 likes by Purim in two weeks. We're at 82. So everybody who has a chance to go there, who's listening, go to Facebook, like the page itself. Do it right now if you're listening on the web and you can run to your Facebook page, JM Sunday, like the page. We want to get to 100 by Purim. Here is Shalshelis on JM Sunday with Hodu. <laughs>
Before that, our Sharecha from Michal Perzansky and the Shalshelis with Hodu, David Stein with Melech, 
and uh, Al Hanisim from the Amude Sheish Boys Choir going back a number of years. 8.38 in the morning here on a JM Sunday. Mata Swinegast with you. Bright and early on the eastern seaboard of the United States, northeast, where it is cold. We're digging out of a uh, snowstorm. But spring is coming up soon. Two weeks from today is the holiday of Purim. Today is Rosh Chodesh Adar. Today and tomorrow. Two days are Rosh Chodesh. So uh, that means that spring is right around the corner for us. Thanks to, uh, thanks to, let me make sure I get this right, Face Art by Panina for liking our JM Sunday page. It's a very interesting work that uh, is done uh, over there at Face Art by Panina. So uh, we're going to look into that, uh, see if maybe we can get uh, get a representative from them on the uh, on the show, maybe even next week, talk about face painting, and I'm sure around Purim time, it's uh, quite busy, set up for Purim, so we'd like to hear what they do, and uh, if somebody from there wants to give us a, uh, sh- a shout out to our email, uh, let us know how to get in touch with you, uh, matis at nachomsegel.com, M-A-T-T-E-S at nachomsegel.com, and uh, we'll try to get in touch and see what we can come up with see what we can come up with for next week. Anybody who wants a beautiful calendar, JM65 it's called and it's put out by uh, none other than Yossi Zweig, host of uh, the Z Report Wednesdays on the stream, it's the live lunch, nachamsegel.com. If you want a beautiful calendar all revolving around Jewish music with uh, this month's feature Yehuda Green is the featured performer. Also, send me an email, matis at nachamsegel.com, M-A-T-T-E-S at nachamsegel.com. First, three people. That's other, you know, getting to that swing of things of giving stuff away, being extra happy. Uh, first three people that send me an email telling me that they want the calendar, you're going to get it. We'll send it to you in the mail, so you'll have it. And uh, you'll be able to enjoy it for the rest of the year. It goes, it's actually in a pretty expanded calendar. It goes up to December. Lots of great information in there. jmandtheam.org, nachamsegel.com. Those are the ways that you can listen on the stream to JM Sunday. Tomorrow morning, Nachum will be back with the beginning of the work week, Monday morning edition of JM and the AM. And that'll be on the stream and on the air. So make sure to tune in from 6 to 9. And at 9 o'clock, following JM and the AM, Mayor Weingarten presents the Israel Show, which uh, is really great. It's uh, taken off. It's amazing. So many people enjoy listening to it. It's uh, an extra way to uh, to start off a Monday morning with uh, great live programming on the stream, unique programming. Mayor has a Mayor Milim segment. And uh, I don't know if he's doing a now and then a segment which looks back at events in Israel that took place this coming week, around 20 years ago. Not sure about that, but he usually has that, and uh, it's a great thing to uh, to listen to. So that's on the air and on the it's uh, on the stream, excuse me, at nine o'clock following JM and the AM. Uh, and Mayor also has a Facebook page, the Israel Show. So go there and like his Facebook page. And while you're at it, like our Facebook page at JM Sunday. So we want to get to uh, to 100 by Purim. That's our goal. 
That is absolutely our goal. Back to the music here on uh, JM Sunday. How about some uh, David Gabe? Sure, why not? JM Sunday. Enjoy. Ladies and gentlemen, David Gabe!
by uh, Benny Friedman here on JM Sunday. As we get set to wrap up another great program, my thanks to Yom Tov, artist from Israel. We posted his uh, web, uh, excuse me, we posted a link to uh, information about his show taking place in California. Some have said that the uh, link might not be working. It does uh, work on my end, so we'll check it out a little bit later and make sure uh, that it's working fine. And my thanks to Hannah Levy-Julian for our news from Israel. Two weeks until Purim. Next week we'll let you know about uh, our Purim plans here on JM Sunday. Tomorrow morning, 6 a.m., Nachum Siegel back on the air with JM in the a.m. from 6 to 9 a.m. And uh, at 9 o'clock on the stream, the Israel show with Mayor Weingarten taking place. Up next is an encore presentation of the Book of Life with Charlie Harari. want to wish everyone a uh, happy Chodesh, Rosh Chodesh Adar today and tomorrow. Thanks for joining us this morning here on JM Sunday. Have a great week.